0: The following is an exclusive presentation of the LSU Sports Radio Network. From the LSU Sports Radio Network. This is the Brian Kelly Show. This
1: football team will have self-discipline, they'll have accountability, they'll have trust in each other, and that will be what you'll see from this football team.
0: The Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs on South Acadian and Baton Rouge, with the latest on the Fighting Tigers of LSU. To the fly. question to Coach Kelly at LSU Radio. The Brian Kelly Show begins now. Alongside the coach, here's the voice of your Fighting Tigers, Chris Blair. Welcome in, everybody, to the
2: season finale of the Brian Kelly Show. It's a special night, to be sure, and it's great to have all of you here at TJ Ribs, and we welcome you in wherever you are listening tonight. Early signing day today, we got a bowl preview all wrapped up into one show tonight. The Tigers, of course, will head to Orlando a couple of days after the Christmas holiday. They'll prepare for the Citrus Bowl coming up on January 2nd. They take on Purdue. The Tigers 9-4 and four in 2022, looking for that 10th win of the season. Kickoff from Camping World Stadium will come your way at 12 noon Central Time. The story of today, well, as I mentioned, early signing day. Twenty-five new Tigers joining the program. We'll get a quick snapshot from Coach on the success for LSU football today. We've got a jam-packed season finale of the Brian Kelly Show. So let's get started. Without further ado, please welcome to the show the head coach of your LSU Fighting Tigers, Brian Kelly. Thank you. Great to have a nice crowd here on a
1: I would say a seasonably cold uh, uh, Louisiana, Baton Rouge evening. Uh, I like
2: how you put it. It Yes. Mild, I guess, to you. Yeah, uh, it's a
1: little mild. But we've got the (laughs) fireplace warm, and uh, everybody's in here, and uh, it's great to talk a little football.
2: It's great to see you. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I know when we last talked here at TJ Ribs, you told us, hey, December, uh, early part, middle part. It's going to be very busy, not to mention getting ready for the bowl game. You had the SEC title game the transfer portal window open you had the early signing period which we'll get to Uh, and of course as I said the bowl and uh, you know everybody within the uh, your organization working extremely hard and based on the results that all of us are celebrating today a job well done
1: yeah and and I said this in my press conference It, it takes a village it takes an incredible organization and you know it starts with evaluation and uh, you know, the evaluation starts a year, year and a half uh, ago in terms of finding those players. And it starts with, you know, players from the state of Louisiana. And, uh, you know, we want to be able to identify the best. And uh, of the top, uh, I think it was the top 16, we've got eight out of the top 16 best players in the state of Louisiana coming to LSU. So it starts there, yes. Um, and and will remen and his office does a great job in terms of that and and he heads up our personnel department and everybody in there is is diligent in their work and then it moves into recruiting with uh jr benton and his staff and he has a large staff that you know again takes so much of the time and energy away from you know what the coaches need to do on a day-to-day basis in terms of what social media and how to reach out and get a hold of all of our uh, student athletes that we're recruiting so uh, those two areas are so crucial in recruiting uh, the evaluation part and and what will redmond does in his group uh, and then certainly what jr does in his group they're they're outstanding
2: i'm going to mention this a couple of times before we are done tonight if you're driving home you're listening and and you've heard about the excitement today for signing day you can go to lsusports.net slash signing day uh, and get all the information that uh, that you would like uh, uh, on the signees today, and of course the digital team, second to none in the country. Uh, you can also go uh, on Twitter at LSU Football. Coach, I mentioned uh, in the outset we got a lot of ground to cover, um, and uh, I want to go back December third, SEC title game, and and one of the things that stood out to me was that you told us here on this show, and you talked about it before the team left for Atlanta, that uh, yeah big underdogs georgia's the reigning national champion and uh, all of the credit and they well deserve but you said we're taking a team to atlanta that's going to fight now obviously you came up short in the game but without question there was plenty of fight for lsu in that contest i now that you've had some time a couple of weeks uh, after that what's kind of the assessment uh of the game there in the sec title game
1: well i think it's probably where we are in our program in that you know we make some critical errors at at very inopportune times, and if you look at the games that we lost, you know the Tennessee game, certainly the Florida State game, and you know obviously the the blocked extra point, the you know the drop punt or kickoff, and and certainly the the, the where we didn't react appropriately, <clears throat> and and this isn't all on players. This is coaching as well, uh, where where that was a huge momentum change in the game. Uh, I I think that that's probably where you know certainly the game kind of slid away from us a little bit and we lost a lot of the momentum but we were in a good position our our offense was moving well our defense was playing well and we you know we got on the wrong side of it there but the the kids kept playing playing hard um you know moved the ball effectively um probably ran out a little gas uh, on the defensive side of the ball we were a bit depleted um in particular at corner and safety uh and i thought georgia did a great job of you know bunching up their formations you know cracking down on the safeties forcing the corners to come up and make some plays the ball really never went up inside and challenged our defensive line or linebackers it was perimeter runs and 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 we did a hard it it was hard for us to hold up so um all in all, I think it was kind of a microcosm of of who we are is that, you know, we had some really good football at times, and and in particular, the start, and then at the end, uh, we played really well and and challenged them in many areas, throwing for over 500 yards, and again, I I think that's where we'll look to be better, and that is consistent football for four quarters, and if If we play with that kind of fight for four quarters, um, this is a football team that will be reckoned with next year. No
2: question about it. And, again, I want to give a hand to you, your staff, and the team. Uh, I don't know how many of us here thought we would play in the SEC title game uh, to start this season. So how about a hand for LSU and winning the SEC West? We get back, Coach, from Atlanta uh, on that Saturday night. Obviously, Sunday, the bowl announcements come out. Um, for you and your staff, what were the, kind of the immediate actions following that title game, preparing for the opponent that you will—you found out that you drew? Uh, I have to believe everything is kind of internal uh, with football as far as some conversations that some players have to make in a very short window.
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously guys are trying to decide whether they're going to move on to the NFL and and begin that process. Um, You know, but a lot of it was ongoing. We were trying to inform our players, and we had been doing this, um, you know, since the summer in terms of where they stood uh, relative to the NFL. And we try to give them, you know, really transparent uh, information. We're not going to, you know, give them information that is not um, directly from GMs or – you know, uh, a, a lead kind of uh, personnel um, figures in organizations because we want our guys to get the right information. We want them to be making the best decisions. So that was a, a period of time where where guys are trying to make decisions on what was best for them. And, and you know, those are tough decisions for those young men to make. And and um, not always are they always the best decisions, but, you know, we got to back them up and, and, and we've got to support them. Um, so those decisions are being made. Um, you're certainly getting, you know, logistics and your team's ready uh, relative to advancing the sites. So, uh, you know, we're getting our operations people out to Orlando and, and advancing the site for travel. Uh, and then put, putting together what's the plan, um, because we, you know, we were off the road uh, because of the championship game. So recruiting, we only had a very short window to go out recruit. We had two weeks. So then planning recruiting. So. You can imagine we have some balls up in the air uh, right <laughs> after the last game and organizing recruiting, uh, managing our roster, uh, exit interviews with our entire uh, team, and then preparing for the bowl game all in a matter of, you know, 24 to 48 hours.
2: Before we go to our uh, next break, I really wanted to talk about this. Gordy Rush, who's here tonight, he works on uh, with us uh, at Sidelines. Never heard of him. Gordy <laughs> Rush.
1: Oh, yes. Gordy Rush, yes.
2: Yeah, we've talked about it all year, and I, and I think I mentioned it earlier this season, but as far as traveling, a small army the way you guys do and that's what made me think of it when you said hey we got to send our scout team out just for the travel arrangements the job that your staff has done traveling this football team is nothing short of amazing I mean I we we talk all the time about how everything gets moved it moves at a timely uh, fashion and and it's so smooth and that doesn't happen by accident
1: well i appreciate that i think we have a lot of good people that that care a lot about you know getting people on time to their locations and um, again i i think you know this is a first for us in a, in a lot of ways, where you know we we're trying to take some established practices that have been done uh, one way at LSU for a long period of time, and we're trying to to blend in some new practices that that I'm used to, and and trying to, you know, we want we don't want to upset the entire organization in a sense, but we want to bring in some some new practices and and what we can do to streamline things and make it more efficient. And I think, I think we've struck a, a pretty good um, uh, middle ground.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I know that doesn't come easily, but uh, from those of us who get to travel with the team, it has been... Uh, really enjoyable to make these trips with you this year. Thank Looking you. forward to it moving forward. Fans, we're going to take a break. We've got much more to get to uh, just underway tonight with Coach Kelly. Stay with us. Uh, we got a few questions from around the country, around the state. we got some questions from fans here at T.J. Ribs, And we'll talk a little bit about the signees today and LSU's uh, great day as far as uh, early signing day. So stay with us. It's the Brian Kelly Show. We're live from T.J. Ribs. We'll be back on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Whether you've got tickets to the game or not, you've got to get down to Baton Rouge. From the tailgates and watch parties to the stadium seats
1: themselves, there's nowhere else to be than right here for game day. Go to visitbatonrouge.com to plan all your weekend festivities.
0: Talking fighting Tiger football. This is the Brian Kelly Show on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Tiger fans, just a reminder, make
2: sure you download the ASAP app. Get all of your game day needs delivered right to your door. ASAP, the official mobile ordering partner of LSU Athletics. Excited to be here tonight at TJ Ribs Again, LSU headed to the Citrus Bowl coming up January 2nd. Kickoff at 12 noon as they'll take on the Purdue Boilermakers in the first ever meeting between purdue and lsu really i didn't know that yeah i was looking it up today trying to see what the record was and uh never zero, played before zero the, and zero. zero and zero okay again signing day today which we're going to talk about coming up as well but coach this is a segment each week where we go to the lsu sports mobile app from questions uh to get questions from tiger fans across the state across the country first up tonight is colby who writes in from beautiful fort collins colorado ask uh, what i think You know, it seems to be a simple question, but I believe you'll have a very insightful answer. Colby asked, Coach, what does it take to play for LSU football?
1: Well, look, uh, first and foremost, uh, academically, you've got to be, you know, somebody that is in the top, you know, uh, 20% uh, of their high school graduating class. So you've got to be a, you know, good student academically. Um, I think the second thing is you probably have to be, you know, top 1% um, athletically when it comes to the game of football in which you play. So, you know, we're talking about elite, you know, both, um, you know, in the classroom and and certainly on the football field. And, you know, when you're talking about the flagship university at the state of Louisiana and obviously a top 10 program, um, you're talking about not just good, but elite at at that level. So, um, you know, I shouldn't I shouldn't paint a picture that you can't but um you know it's it's something to aspire to but but you have to be elite amongst uh, the high schools
2: you know i heard you talk today and, and we're going to talk about signing day in the next segment but well, one of the things that stood out to me when you talked about the members of this class particularly that are from louisiana it's as if those guys because they're around it they've grown up around it they've been fans all their life they kind of understand what that standard is and what you have to do during your high school years, both academically and athletically.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, you know, a couple of things, right? One, we have to live up to that standard and and the way we play and the way we represent LSU. So, um, you know, we had our highest GPA here in, in uh, I think it was five or six semesters. Um, How about a hand for that? Yeah. So Absolutely. We had uh, 2.765, uh, you know, I, I think uh, – that's something that we're getting to where we want to get to 3.0. But I got to tell you, it wasn't up in that area. So our guys have made really good progress there academically. And and so we have to live up to that standard. And if if we're going to recruit the very best like I had just mentioned, then we have to back it up on our end as well. And we have a lot of work to still uh, accomplish the, the goals that we want academically. Uh, and matter of fact, that's probably um, – as big a hill as anything that we have. Um, but we're committed to it. Our president, president Tate is committed to it and uh, we're getting great support from everybody uh, around us. So we're working towards that end.
2: All right. Thanks uh, Kobe for the question. Let's go to Doug who wrote in from right here in Baton Rouge. Two part question. How many times can a player or coach enter the transfer portal? Number two, what playing positions do you feel you have to shore up before next football season starts?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, So you can enter the transfer portal uh, one time um, unless you're a graduate student. Then you get an opportunity to be a graduate transfer as well. So I could transfer from school A to school B, and then I could go to C, school C, as a graduate transfer and have the one time. There are waivers for everything, right? So you could get a waiver. Um, They're harder to get, and because there is – this ability now to transfer um, those waivers are more difficult but um, if there are mitigating circumstances you could transfer again we've seen a quarterback for example how many times he's transferred uh, four times So he's trying to set the record for transfers in the portal. Um, one of the transfers was COVID. One of the transfers was the straight transfer. The third transfer was a graduate transfer. So those were three of them. Uh, I don't know how he got the fourth, but uh, we're talking about JT Daniels, um, who transferred again uh, for the fourth time. So there are those um You know, I think one-offs, but most of the time it's one time. Now, the big change goes into effect this year is that if they transfer into your institution, you own them academically as well. So, if they fail to meet the minimum criteria academically, you can't move them off your roster. You own them. So... Um, that's a big difference yeah. from where it was before, where if they became academically ineligible, you could just kind of move them aside and move them out of the program, and that would be a way to get the, your scholarship back. You can't do that anymore. You own them if you
2: take them out of the transfer portal. All right, Colby, thank you, and thank you, Doug, for the question. Let's go to Georgia, Coach. Uh, Terry wanted to know, will Harold Perkins play Jack or Nickel in the bowl game? Both. <laughs> I thought that might be the answer. Three technique.
1: He's playing <laughs> um, defensive end uh, and any other position. Look, you know, I think we have to be creative. If, if you obviously everybody in here follows, you know, LSU football. But Ali Gay is not playing. Uh, BJ Ogil- Ogilary is not playing. Um, Jaqueline Moy is not playing. So there's three. You know, Mason Smith we lost at the you know the start of the year. So there's your four defensive linemen that came in as your starters. They're, they won't be playing in the bowl game. So, um, you know, we're, we're juggling some guys around there, um, you know, on the defensive line. So, you know, we're going to utilize him in the, in the fashion that, that we can get the most
2: out of him and, and be creative. All right. Let's uh, go to a question here from TJ Rivs. Jeannie, who uh, I'm told is going to be celebrating uh, a birthday here soon, wanted to say congrats, Coach, on a great season, super early signing class, question is do you think playing true freshman this year helped a little bit with recruiting
1: yeah i i don't think it hurt us i, I think it was uh, certainly where we could paint a picture that um you can play in the sec and play at a high level as a freshman um a lot of times people will say well yeah you're a freshman you can come in and play and it might not be the, the the truth i think uh with the four guys that played significant roles for us and and better yet what i would say is that i think it gave me more confidence that through our winter program through our summer program that we when we take a mid-year we can definitely get them ready to play with a with a winter semester or summer semester and get them ready to play in the fall i wasn't really sure uh, but I'm confident now that we can get a mid year ready to play at a high level in the SEC.
2: Good question. Thank you, Jeannie. Now, real quick before we go to uh, break, Coach, I mentioned Jeannie's got a birthday coming up, and young Samantha's here tonight, and she just wants you to know it's her mom's birthday. So maybe a oh, happy birthday. Happy
1: birthday. <laughs> for everybody, happy birthday. All right. Birthday.
2: <laughs> all right. Stay with us, everybody. Coming up, we're going to discuss the newest Tigers who signed today with LSU during that early signing period. It is the season finale of the Brian Kelly Show, live from T.J. Ribs, and we're right here on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
0: The very latest on your fighting Tigers. This is the Brian Kelly Show on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
2: Tiger fans, just a reminder, all LSU Sports Radio Network broadcasts or streamed for free at lsusports.net. And, of course, you can take us with you wherever you go. Just download the new LSU Sports mobile app presented by BASF. You can find the app for free in the iTunes Store or Google Play, the LSU Sports mobile app presented by BASF. We create chemistry. Coach, a big day for college football across the country. and. No different here at LSU. Early signing day, and uh, had a chance to watch your press conference earlier today, and it was clear. How'd I do? You were beaming. It, you were really proud of this group. Really proud of your team on the signees, the 25 you had today. Yeah, I mean it was
1: great to get 25 of them, and uh, as as I mentioned, uh, 10 of them are from the state of Louisiana. Um, I I think uh, eight or 10 from the top, tw- you know, top 15 in the state of Louisiana. Um, and there's and the great part about five of them are from 45 minutes away. So, you know, to be able to pull your base, that to me is where we begin and end uh, in talking about uh, the recruiting uh, and, and LSU football. Then, then we can, you know, obviously branch away, and I think we did a really good job. Um, you know, we're going to sign, um, you know, quite a few because we're going to bring in A next phase of this will be Friday, where we sign probably another 10 uh, to uh, scholarships, not letters of intent, but scholarships, grants and aid. and, And those will be through the transfer portal. So now you're talking about 35 total. Last year we brought in 31, so that's 66 of 76 total scholarships that we have and so we'll turn over sixty six out of the seventy six scholarships in one calendar year, so um, talking about really turning over the roster from that perspective and 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 along the way there's been some management of the roster as well and and um, guys finding new homes um, finding an opportunity where maybe they didn't have one here uh, there hasn't been anybody pushed out the door but but they've realized that there's an opportunity you know if I saw. Uh, Cam Wire today, um, you know, transferred to Tulane, yep. which is a great opportunity. You're happy for Cam that now he gets a chance to start um, because certainly that's a great program and he gets an opportunity now to stay in the state of Louisiana and, and, and help Tulane. So yeah. good stories like that along the way too.
2: Absolutely. Gets to uh, play for one of my good friends, great coach uh, Willie Fritz. Absolutely. I really appreciated the fact that during your press conference today you mentioned that today was about the freshmen who are yes. making – uh, arguably, and I would say pretty confidently, the biggest decision of their young life. And, and as you said, hey, the transfer portal, there, there's going to be some there, and we'll get we'll to get that, to and we'll celebrate them. They had their freshman day. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? So really Why was it important them. for the freshmen to be celebrated? Yeah,
1: again, I, I think you get one shot at this, right? And, and I wanted to make sure that today was about our freshmen. And, and our program is really going to be built upon developing our freshmen. The transfer portal is going to be really, for us, to continue to fix some of the holes in our program. And then as we become healthy in all areas, we're just going to top off the tank, if you will, in certain areas with the transfer portal. So this, again, is, is part of what I want to be a regular occurrence where we really celebrate you know, this day in December because this is how we are going to build consistency year in and year out Uh, of lsu football and consistency uh, to the point of we're talking about championships we're not talking about anything else we're talking about winning the sec year in and year out and you do that by developing freshmen and developing over a long period of time
2: obviously it was clear and you can correct me if i'm wrong that there were certain positions of need just looking at the signees today Uh, i thought we'd start with an overview of the offensive and defensive lines i mean you're looking to add talent you're looking to add depth there at two critical position groups i counted six but maybe seven i don't know where you put the jack uh as far as whether it's up front uh, or in the linebacker spot but it appears that you've got great talent coming in for you at the point of attack
1: yeah so interesting prospects right so one of the most heralded prospects coming out deshaun womack out of um you know saint francis academy probably plays one of the toughest schedules in the country Um, nobody wants to play him in in Baltimore so they're playing IMG they're playing all the best teams all over the country and he's a dominating player but it's interesting because we we, we came uh, across another Jack and a Jack just uh, so everybody's aware it's it's, a B.J. Ogilary's position where he can stand up and drop into coverage or he can hold the line of scrimmage, he can rush, he can do. He's a much more flexible player in that sense. And the other guy that we found is right here uh, at St. Amant's and and right here in Louisiana. His name is Dylan Carpenter. Um, And he was kind of a late bloomer for us. And we got a chance to see him, and he really emerged late and – We're really excited about him. A a local player that I think flew under the radar, um, where Deshaun has gotten all, and and deservingly so, all of the notoriety. You know, we think that uh, Dylan's going to be a really fine player for us. And then, you know, you look at Jackson Howard out of um, Minnesota, 6'4", 255. You know, he could play tight end. He could play defensive line, uh, a really versatile player for us. Um, Those guys uh, are really going to be able to come in and and, uh, make an impact
2: immediately. You add six, I believe, if my math is correct, on the back end defensively. So I'm talking about some of the positions of need, if you will, among corners and safeties. Uh, And I looked at some of their numbers today and and some of the accolades they have. I mean, you've got to be impressed with the, 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 the group of talent you have brought in to d b u
1: yeah I mean the early commit um michael Dodry i mean he, out of uh georgia he, he he was right, our first commit and uh You know, he's kind of set the table for us. You know, he's out of, um, you know, Grayson High School is a great high school in Georgia. And then we've been able to build on it from there. You know, locally, you know, Kylan Jackson out of Zachary, outstanding player. Um, Ashton Stamps uh, out of Archbishop Rummel High School, who's had a great, great career. Um, Ryan Yates, uh, who, you know, out of Guyer High School in Texas, probably one of the better high schools in, in all of Texas, uh, versatile player, complete play safety and corner, uh, but the guy that's the highest rated by 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 far is uh, is Javon Torviano, um, and and he's just uh, an outstanding football player. He's out of Arlington, and um, just really loved um, his ability to um, handle everything. You know, the recruiting process was difficult, right? You know, Texas was all over him. <laughs> you know, it was hard for him. Texas and Alabama and all the schools, and he chose LSU,
2: and and that was a real big get for us. Another large group uh, within this signing class, I noticed, receivers and tight ends, and we can separate those if you will, but uh, what stands out to you about the talent within this group of young men and how they can fit into what is already a talented wide receiver room and also add depth to your tight end position?
1: An interesting group. You know, you start with um, our our lake at Camoran, Pimpton uh, out of Fort Worth, uh, Fort Worth Texas six foot six maybe six seven, two hundred and twenty seven 227 <laughs> pounds uh, an incredible film if you ever got a chance to watch him on film his catch radius his ability to get downfield catch the football we think he could be you know whatever the the ceiling is there an amazing athlete. Um, And and he was a late get for us. Uh, And then you look at uh, Mac Markway, who's uh, 252 pounds. He's the big, thick, in-line guy uh, that is going to be physical at the line of scrimmage. Uh, And Jackson McGon out of uh, Ohio, uh, tough, physical, uh, can catch it, uh, in-line blocker. We think we added three tight ends that really will be able to contribute to what we're
2: doing right away. You know, I think a lot of people may ask, because of this transition of the tight end position, is this a receiving tight end? Is this a, a guy that will get down there and block? And, and it looks like the new tight end in college football, you're going to do both. They have to do
1: both because what you're trying to do is get mismatches, and if that guy is just a receiver, you're going to get treated like he's a receiver and it's a nickel defense. We want you to be able to put your Sam linebacker on the field. He's got to be able to block, and if you do that, then you get the kind of matchups that you need. So, um, uh, you know, maybe maybe Mac is a little bit more of an inline guy, but, but he's very good uh, in terms of being able to catch the football down the field. So, uh, I think we did a really good job of sorting out that room uh, and now adding some nice nice young depth to the tight end position.
2: All right, fans, stay with us. Up next, we'll continue our look at today's signees. we got a lot to get into. Later, we'll get a scouting report on the bowl opponent, the Purdue Boilermakers. So we'll be back in two minutes right
0: after these words. The very latest on your Fighting Tigers. This is the Brian Kelly Show. Live from TJ Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
2: Having fun here on a Wednesday night. Happy to have a great group of Tiger fans here. We certainly uh, thank you for listening wherever you are tonight. Continuing to kind of quickly run down today's signees, and, and and Coach, when I was preparing for tonight, I noticed that when you did your press conference, you said, hey, look, we could sit here for 45 minutes or an hour no. and break all this down. We don't have that. No. But I did want to talk about uh, two talented running backs that many Tiger fans here tonight and those listening have had a chance to see, Trey Holly from Union Parish and just down the road from us, Caleb Jackson from Liberty Magnet. Uh, Holly broke the state's all time rushing record of all divisions, 10,523 yards Bro- during his career. Bro- Nick Brousset's record. Nick Brosett's record. And, uh, of course, he's a part of the LSU support staff. So that should be fun with those yes. two yes. working yes. together. Yes, have good conversations. <laughs> And uh, and then you talk about uh, Jackson, who was the top-rated running back uh, according to many in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, really, two very good. It, really gets.
1: intriguing prospect in Caleb Jackson. He uh, he was a soccer player um, early in his career. Picked up the game, so he's he's got incredible feet, but he's explosive. He's two hundred and twenty-two pounds, and he's he's a bottle rocket. I mean, he can fly. He can flat yeah. out fly. So this is this is a guy that uh, you know to the very end everybody was trying to get i mean bama a and m everybody was still trying to poach him and uh, you know he he was committed to to what we're doing here at lSU but very interesting trey Holly extremely extremely talented player um, infectious personality uh just an incredible young man and obviously the all time leading rusher in the state of Louisiana. He's not bad. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> he's not bad. I've seen him do some things that are that are pretty amazing. So, you know, you add those two to the room. Uh, I think Frank Wilson is smiling today um, now that he's got these two guys to add to, you know, with, with a room that has some veteran guys now, and uh, Josh Williams and, and Kane. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be a really good competitive situation with a couple of young guys that, You know, and they get to come in and and, uh, compete right away.
2: You know, one of the first thoughts I had today was, as you said during your press conference, LSU's brand can go anywhere. They can bring kids uh, from anywhere in the country. But I thought about how many great running backs come out of the state of Louisiana, and you got two coming in now.
1: It's great. And you mentioned, you know, our brand in terms of notoriety. I think we – we had the most uh, Twitter hits today yep. uh, of of anyone in the country today. LSU site, so that tells you a little bit about yep. our social media presence and the people that are following social media. So, um, yeah, I, I think that just says uh, so much about uh, how active we are in, in that field. But you know, they got to have linemen too, right? And and we got a couple of really good ones from the state, <laughs> and I think that that's that's been. For us, the ability to recruit linemen out of the state has been really good. The running backs out of the state. And we got a couple of nice wide receivers uh, locally, too. One in particular that uh, is going to make an impact.
2: Lastly, and in no way last, Ricky Collins signs to become mm. a Tiger. Heralded quarterback, uh, coached by a great Tiger quarterback, uh, Marcus Randall at Woodlawn High School. Great all-around athlete. Played football, basketball, and baseball. Great get for your quarterback. Ryan.
1: Well, I mean, look – quarterbacks, right, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder when it comes to quarterbacks. What he brings not only is his ability to play the game, he is going to make the other ten guys around better because he has that kind of it you know, he's got a presence about him. And uh he just you know, he walks in the room, you know, he is a guy that is infectious in terms of, you know, the energy that he brings and so I'm I'm excited to get working with him immediately. He's got great athletic ability, he's got arm talent, he's got all those things and interesting that he was at one time you know, committed to Purdue, uh and, and it ends up uh that you know, he's here at LSU, and we're, we're really excited about that.
2: That was a quick run-through of today's signing class. And I know, Coach, possibly there's more to add to the class of 2023 yeah. in the coming days. Sure. Of course, coming up in February as well, transfers. Uh, but from a need standpoint, I mean, I, I think you've answered it, but did you get at this point what you guys needed to get?
1: Absolutely. There's always one more guy you want. You know, I don't think there's ever a time you go to Christmas and go, God, I wanted one more gift there. <laughs> I wanted one more. It's always that you want one more, but I love this class. It's, um, it's the right kind of young men that are coming to LSU for the right reasons. Um, And, They will, all of them, uh, are here to get a degree and compete for championships, and and that's what I love about this class.
2: Before we move on to the preparation uh, for the upcoming Citrus Bowl against Purdue, uh, you signed 25 today, Mm -hmm. and as you said, you addressed some key needs for the roster. At this point, have you and the staff now assessed the portal needs, at least honed in on what those needs are, identifying – where the portal could possibly help you based on who's available and what areas that would be.
1: Yeah, we have targeted those those guys. Uh, we feel like we're in a pretty good position. Uh, we'll use one weekend in January to host a few more. Uh, but Friday we'll have an announcement on, I think we'll, we'll sign between 7 and 8 uh, to uh, Grant and AIDS. So we'll have a... Uh, a press release on those that we sign on on Friday and and I think it addresses some needs that we had in particular on defense um and and some other positions and then in january we have a couple of more players that we're bringing in in january the first weekend that that we're able to do so uh and and they are as well players that will address some particular needs so as i mentioned all in all you know we could sign 35 and as many as potentially 38 uh in this this coming class that will obviously make a huge impact into what we're doing
2: all right again that's uh kind of closing things up for today's successful signing day if you're looking for the information you can find it at lsusports.net slash signing day and of course as coach mentioned the digital team was on point today and you can uh see kind of a recap just Go to LSU football at LSU football on Twitter, and uh, you'll get the information you need. We're going to take a timeout. Now we're going to shift our focus to the bowl game and preparation for the Tigers to take on Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. So stay with us. We're here on the Brian Kelly Show. We're live from T.J. Ribs right here on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
0: Back with more. On the Brian Kelly Show, live from T.J. Ribs, from the LSU Sports Radio Network. Live here at T.J.
2: Ribs, our host all season long. want to thank the entire staff for their hospitality each and every week for the Brian Kelly Show. Of course, legendary Louisiana barbecue. And, of course, they've got locations on Acadian Thruway where we come every uh, every week, Segan Lane. And you can get online at T.J.Ribs.com. LSU taking on Purdue coming up on January 2nd. Coach, uh, obviously one of the big concerns starts with the team's health. Jaden Daniels gave it a go in Atlanta. I felt for the young man whose mind certainly was there, wanted to give it everything he had. Body wasn't quite ready. Uh, And Laura here in TJ Rips tonight wants to know, along with Jaden, will he be ready to go for the bowl game on the second? Yes, he'll be ready.
1: Um, He practiced today and – yeah, I think he's, you know, I don't want to say he's 100%. I'd say he's probably 90%. And then, you know, we'll go tomorrow. It'll be like our Thursday practice. Then he'll get three, four days off.
2: And, you know, I think he, he's going to be 100% by the time we play. Everybody else, uh, again, there's obviously it's a it's a grueling season, 12 games. You get a 13th game with the conference title game. Everybody's probably trying to get as close to 100% after a tough season. Yeah,
1: I mean, other than the guys that have, um, you know, that, that are not available um, because of whatever the reasons are, um, we're, I think from a physical standpoint, we're in pretty good shape. We'll, we'll be able to, um, you know, play the guys that, that are available to play. And um, we, we've got enough guys to, to beat, you know, anybody. And so we just got to be ready, you know, mentally and um, have a good week of practice when we get down to the bowl site and, um, you know, perform at the level that we're capable of.
2: You heard it from Coach. There's going to be some Fighting Tigers headed to Orlando coming up on the 2nd. We're going to take another quick break. we come back, we'll talk about Purdue a little bit, get a scouting report from the coach as we continue here live from T.J. Ribs on the LSU
0: Sports Radio Network. This is The Brian Kelly Show, live from T.J. Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
2: January 2nd, LSU takes on Purdue in the Citrus Bowl, kickoff 12 noon Central. Coach Purdue, like most every other team, going to be a little different than we last saw them in the Big Ten title game against Michigan. Brian Brom, younger brother of Jeff, going to take over as interim head coach. Uh, There's going to be a new quarterback. There's going to be other players what type of challenges, if any, has that presented in scouting Purdue for this matchup?
1: Yeah, it, it is a challenge in the sense that, uh, you know, their backup quarterback is a, a different, obviously, than their starter. Uh, he's a guy that can run some zone option. He's athletic. Uh, he's a sixth-year uh, player, so he's got some experience. He's a transfer from UCLA. He's got a live arm. He's athletic, and as I mentioned earlier, and he can throw the football. So there's definitely a difference there. Uh, in terms of what he can do. So they're going to structure the offense a lot differently than what we've seen because they're missing some important weapons. I think they're they're missing 166 total catches from this offense. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of firepower that they're missing. So, um, you know, we've got to be careful. You know, we've got to obviously be flexible that we can make some adjustments to what they want to do. Uh, and have some answers, right? If they want to do something that's totally different than what we've seen, we've got to be able to have the pen last and, and make those adjustments.
2: Purdue averaging 28 points a game, 410 yards per game, 287 of that, as Coach said, through the year. Uh, at last check, expecting to see both of the Boilermakers leading rushers, Maccabee and Downing. How do they utilize that run game within their overall offensive scheme?
1: Yeah, so a little bit like Mississippi State in the sense that they try to spread you out and then try to get the numbers their way. You know, favorable numbers run the football. If the numbers aren't their way, they're throwing the football. So, you know, some similarities there. They're very aggressive on offense. When Brom was there, which he won't be, a very creative play caller, very aggressive. So you know, I'm sure his brother's going to be very similar, and he's had this opportunity before in, in taking, you know, uh, a lead when, when his brother was sick with COVID. So, you know, he's had some experience, and he's very similar in terms of the way he play calls. Very aggressive, fourth downs. They're going for it. They're They're very, you know, I think, in my
2: estimation, a team that's going to try to hold on to the football. Yeah, Brian Brom, again, was the O.C. and quarterback's coach, so we don't expect scheme-wise to be a lot of difference, but maybe. Defensively, what can the Tigers expect to see from Purdue as far as their base, their style of pressures, and coverage, considering as a team this year they were third in the Big Ten with 14 INTs?
1: Yeah, Ron English uh, was the defensive coordinator, did a really good job, veteran defensive coordinator, and, and uh, he's moved on uh, to, to be with Brom at, uh, at Louisville. So, you know, there, there'll there be some remnants of what they've done. You don't change everything. You kind of try to keep the systems in place for the players. So, you know, we'll, we'll look at a very similar defensive structure, very aggressive on the back end. They've got some guys that can play uh, man-to-man coverage. Um, you know, they like to, you know, obviously be very flexible up front. They're three down, four down. So very similar to some defenses that we've seen in the SEC. But I think what's been a little bit different than – um, I think maybe what we've seen consistently is a team that likes to really attack up front. They're they're much more of an aggressive group in terms of bringing pressures and run pressures uh, than we've seen most of the year.
2: All right, fans, up next, our final segment of the week. And for the season, we'll ask Coach about the upcoming schedule and the plans for the Tigers once they hit the ground in Orlando. So stay with us. We'll be back to wrap it up right after these quick words.
0: Time to put a wrap on this week. The Brian Kelly Show on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
2: Just a couple of minutes remaining with Coach Brian Kelly here on the season finale of the Brian Kelly Show. Coach, uh, I I really wanted to to, uh, give you an opportunity um, again yesterday. Uh, Mississippi State with a memorial service yeah. for Mike Leach, who uh, I think anybody who loves college football, certainly those of us who work in the SEC, we were so excited to have him here because he is a true modern renaissance man. And I wanted to ask you your thoughts because I thought he gave you one of the best compliments. He said, uh, Coach Brian Kelly's not one of those guys that just puts on the sweater vest and gets on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, and if, as I told you, if you read between the lines, you know what that means. But he was, uh, he was uh, one of a kind.
1: He was, and and I got a chance to know him um, from my days in Division II football when he was at Iowa Wesleyan, Mm -hmm. and they were starting to put together uh, the Air Raid offense, and he worked for Hail Mummy. Uh, who is really the father of the air raid offense and you know we were at a a national football coaches uh, convention and we were sitting down and, and just talking in general and I was running a spread offense at the time when nobody else was and they were and we just talked for a half hour about just you know throwing the football around and it, it, it was enjoyable because there was no agenda there there it was just he just about, wanted to know he just wanted to know, and it was always about that. It was a curiosity, and he had that in his life. He was curious, and uh, I think if there's one thing that you 'll always remember about Mike Leach is that it didn't matter it, it it wasn't his life did not you know open up the day and end the day with football. Other things got in the day that were more important than football, and that's what we'll miss about
2: them. Coach, uh, get them down there to Orlando. I know you guys are leaving on the 27th. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I can't thank you enough for for coming out here every week. I really have looked forward to it each week.
1: It's really been fun.
2: Looking to bigger and better things, and it will start on the 2nd. Thank you so much, Mike. Coach Brian Kelly, everybody. Merry Christmas to you. Be safe for the holiday. And until January 2nd in Orlando, so long, everybody.
0: This has been The Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs. Join us again for the latest on LSU Fighting Tiger football. The Brian Kelly Show is an exclusive presentation of the LSU Sports Radio Network. The LSU Sports Radio Network, a division of LSU SP and Playfly Sports.